sister, you, you dropped this. Keep it. It's got a hole in it anyway. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 113, the comic book show that doesn't take prisoners, mostly because we've run out of tea and spare chairs, I think. <laughs> I'm Richard Gray. I'm Dev McVeigh. I'm Andrew Constant. Of course you are. Thank you. Uh, in <laughs> in this wonderful. issue, Iron Man 4 may or may not be coming out. In this one, Fing Fang Foom is revealed to be a cocker spaniel named Jerome. <laughs> also, Marvel reintroduces Squirrel Girl on a storyline that's just plain nuts. Then we decide if Sabrina Clarion... Images, witches, and more need to be burned at the stake in what we've been reading, plus our kick-ass pick of the week, The Punisher by Greg Rucker, with our very special guest, Andrew Constant. This is Behind the Panels. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's far too early and I'm far too hungover to be listening to metal at this it point. It is four o'clock in the afternoon. It's, <laughs> like I said, it's far too early, David. Uh, but um, while I struggle with my headphones here... I think that's the hardest uh, piece of music you've ever played for the opening <laughs> of the show. <laughs> that was loving. It was, it was off the Punisher, the 2004... Oh, okay. soundtrack. Oh, is that uh, is that Warzone or which no? One the one prior, no, the, to the that. Thomas, the Thomas Jane one, uh, uh, which, which is, is basically the Garth Ennis, yeah, thing, yeah, which is still not as good as Dirty Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, the clip we played at the very yeah, start yeah. was Dirty Laundry. Yeah. That was the the yeah. effectively expensive fan made film. Oh, it's incredible! Which it's, is brilliant. Yeah. But um, you may have noticed uh, that Andrew was not Dave. Uh, that's, uh, that's because Can I get this in writing? Dave's not here! Uh, <laughs> this is uh, actually part of our Dave's not here! Yeah, uh, series of specials <laughs> Last week the, the bar's been set high We should say Our guest last week Was a musical guest Right uh, who, who performed, performed Two songs live yeah. So uh, we'll be calling upon you Later in the show So you want uh, dogs to die yeah, Basically yeah, okay. that's, Well sure. no No we don't I want to put it on record That behind the panels Does not endorse The death of dogs <laughs> uh, Metaphorically De- figurative death? Can we do a bit of figurative death? We, we, no. can, oh, we can get into anything we want. It's our show. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, uh, this fellow here. Uh, just, is, for the, is, just for the listeners, just for the, at me. For the listeners, yeah. For the, listen, <laughs> for the viewers, you'll know this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, Lots of people lining up at the window. The window. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, we should uh, open the curtains and let people line up. <laughs> Grandma across the road looks sternly into room. <laughs> it's, it's our summer live show series. We just open up onto the street, let well, people put monitors out there so people can just hear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the good people of this suburb will enjoy it. <laughs> uh, we, we have a writer in the house, like a proper writer of words and stuff. Can we put that in quotation marks? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. Air quotes here for those of you who can't, who can't see me. Uh, Italics, underline it. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole Again, deal. the viewers know, can see my sarcasm. Yeah. My, in the flesh. Smiley face uh, hashtag. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, smiley faces and hashtags will come into this later because we are talking about Batgirl 35 as well. Wow, week. yeah. Uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, you've got two books that you've been uh, selling at the con 
sounds lately. Yes, uh, I do. Online. You've heard one that's just come out called Fly. Yes. Which I love and it's got oh, some beautiful you. art from Catherine Mellon. And I've got a signed one. We've got a signed <laughs> one. In fact, we've got a spare signed one. We will be giving that away cool. uh, this issue with some stuff that we were meant to give away last we week. We have two giveaways this week. Yeah, we, we forgot to give away last week's prize last week. So we'll do it this week. We'll do it this week yep. completely inappropriately. So what is last week's prize this week? That should be a segment <laughs> last, last week's prize, prize this week. This week. <laughs> that would be fantastic. So we give away We need a new bumper week. for yeah. that. <laughs> so we're giving away Andrew's prize next week, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, this is, oh, this is a whole this is a whole new show. Oh. We're spinning off. I don't need you anymore, McVeigh. I'm going off in my own direction. It's just Constant and I on the road doing... <laughs> I knew I was going to get myself kicked off this show at some point. <laughs> well, we, oh, we do have a new show that we've just not bothered to, to bring you in I for. noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> Podcastpillarfort.com if you're looking there. Shameless. I and am. it now has an Apps. iTunes link. It is. So if you're looking, for, if you don't subscribe to the Geek Actually Superfeed and you just subscribe to this one, go searching for Podcast Pillar Fort because it's the podcast about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And yes. now that we've gone over that shameless plugging, let's get back to this show. Yeah, let's get back to the show. Because, <laughs> let's do some other shameless plugging. Fly, which we were mentioning. It's a book yes. that's out from Gestalt. Yes. Our good friends at Gestalt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all going a bit German all of a sudden. Where's my strudel? If, uh, we think we did record some of the stuff before the show, which will never be released no. to the public. No. Uh, but, <laughs> the uh, end of my career. <laughs> except for all that shit you were talking about, uh, you know, industry. And all, just, those people. Just, all those people you just trashed. I know nothing of what you know. you're talking about. <laughs> we, uh, no, actually, no, wait, that was you and I, David. Yeah, yes. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, I always get people mixed up in the room. It's all the beards, I dude. Have, I have, actually, so many beards. This is probably the most shit show we've had. Since, since the last one. Since, oh yeah, since the last one. When, when Dave is, well, actually Dave's not been rocking a beard lately. Yeah, it's a chin beard. It's a neck oh, beard Oh, neck thing. beard. Neck yeah. Beard, yeah. And, There's and, a lot of neck beard in this And room. let's not forget there was yeah, Ryan so. who had a beard. And it's all beards, man. Beards all the time. Yeah. I think our logo should just become a beard. <laughs> all beards all, all the time. The time. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the panels. Last week's beard this week. <laughs> oh, just, if we've got like five spin-off shows planned. <laughs> so fly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Segway that. Thank you. I, I, I said last. I've got the laziest segues in, in all of podcasting. Uh, Fly is, is a great book. You described this once as an all-ages book gone sideways. Yes. So would you like to tell our viewers uh, <laughs> and our listeners how, I got there. how you got there? Uh, um, Fly was a, it started off as, as a challenge for me because if anyone's read anything I've done before, I'm not always the sun, the, I'm not always the sunshine of writing. Like, you know, there, <laughs> there seems to be certain thematic concerns I like to not trouble myself with, but to engage in over and over again, like death and sadness and rain clouds and un. Happy children. Um, so <laughs> Hang on, I think I think we've got a song that actually appeals to that. Darkness. I no am the night. There you go. Um, <laughs> excuse, more news on the. I player. am vertigo. No. Um, <laughs> and what it was was, in I'll be serious for a moment, as opposed to being poorly comic. Um, I want to do something completely outside my wheelhouse to challenge what I thought I could do successfully. And so I started writing what I thought was going to be an all-age story. And it kind of is, but not really. I know that's, that's the most ambiguous description. I can, but that's... that's it, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about it without giving away too much about it because it is, it is a, um, a book that I, I do highly recommend everyone goes out and And I, I would actually say that for the first half, it's all ages. Yeah. yeah. There's, a turn, there's a turning point and yeah. that's where it kind of turns into something else. But. but all the really gratuitous stuff does happen off 
Oh yeah, no, I don't think it, I don't think it. Page. I think it's. I don't think it ever gets into that hard territory. But no. it's well, apart from that mass kitten slaughter you have on page thirteen, <laughs> I mean that was that was an odd turn. Yeah. But that was merely to, to provide some flavour. Like, yeah, ah, <laughs> you know, oh, the flavour of kitten flavor. slaughter. Um, Only nineteen ninety nine. No, just just to be clear, there is no kitten slaughter. <laughs> no in this kitten. There is no, no kitten slaughter in my life ever. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would shoot me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, it's it was an attempt, to, and structurally, it's very different as well. Is that I don't front load the story at all. Yeah. Everything is revealed within succession um, when it's relevant to the actual characters and to the events in the story. I don't try, and I hate that in writing when someone says, this is what I'm writing about. Let me tell you what's happening. I mm. like to reveal the story as it's required. Mm. So the readers are always engaged and always investigating what the story is as mm. opposed to being able to relax back in the metaphoric um, lazy boy and just going, oh, good, you've told me what's coming so I can just turn my brain off. You, I always think in good writing you want to be engaged and that's what I was trying to do with Fly as well, just write it in a way which would allow the audience to be engaged in the material. And also on the other end of that spectrum, you've also got Broken Line. Uh, broken Line, speaking about angry, angsty white men, we have the angriest, <laughs> angstiest white man book of all time. No, And it's got cards, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, broken Line was a love letter to everything which influenced me when I was growing up. And that's a bit reductive because it's not talking about why the story is important to me. But... Um, to describe it, it's the apocalypse with machismo used to... Okay, let me start. Apocalypse, um, machismo, uh, conversations with cars and supernatural overtones. Yes. Um, and sparse dialogue, one might say. It is. And I was saying this to you before the show that it, it's... if. Yes, it has cars, but I, I find that cars are something that's very rarely done in comics. It's very hard to do. Mm, uh, right. And and I, it, it is a very very gripping action sequence. But I mean, obviously, it's 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 not just about th- the cars. Yeah, but, I just want to quickly uh, thank em- Emily Smith for that because yeah, that was wonderful incredible work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, and that's you've got you're working on a second part of that second issue. That's correct. Yep. yep. And have we got a, an ETA for that for people? We're looking within the month. Within we're the just, month, okay. we're coloring up now. We're working out how we're going to release it. What okay. format's going to come out in? But it is going to. It is eventually all going to come out as one glorious trade next year. Cool. Um, and we are going to do small vignettes going forward as well, based upon good sales. So because the the single issue in print was a con exclusive, was it? Or was it? That's correct. We did yeah. the single issue because it's released di- um, in a digital form- format, mm-hmm. and then we're going to release it as a trade. Yeah, I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> did you get that on uh, Comicsology? I did. Yes. Yeah, so I'm buying it right now. You can also go straight to the Gestalt website yeah. if you want to have a look at other formats you can get it on. That's the smoothest plug. Of it. That was like that was masterful. By the way, they yeah, split that one in. And did you get that on Comicsology? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you can also want, find copies in King's Comics. But unfortunately, comic I'm on an iPad, iPad, so I had to go to the website to buy uh, it. But that's beside the point. Uh, What's it rated at the moment? Is it four or five? Yeah, uh, four. Ah, uh, someone didn't like it. I don't like you. Um, I'll like it for you right now. See if I can push it back up. Hey, <laughs> because this matters. God damn it! No, um, no, it, it was it was a chance to do something. It, it came out of a conversation with uh, Wolfgang, the main editor at Gestalt, about what I wanted to do because I just it. I wrote it just after I finished torn. He said you should do something, which you know was a joy to write. I said I just want to write a cool story with strong emotional ties to with strong emotional con- con- content about the mm. apocalypse, but make it you know entertaining and enjoyable and poetic as well. So there we go. And so, in the second issue as well, it, it you think it 
goes a little bit sideways at the end of the first. Well, because there, there, there's a very definite twist at the end of the, yeah. the first issue, which I definitely didn't see coming. No, that's, I don't think I was meant to. No. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the second issue as well, it goes somewhere completely different as well. And the con- content goes from being about machismo to about origins and okay. um, emotional... No, um, about emotional restraints and holding in demons and how people choose to express mm. um, trauma from their past in different manners. And how, how long do you envisage that going for? I mean, you've, you've the got The initial two. arc is two and I have a okay. host of stories, like just small arcs for a while, but it's an, but there is an overarching story as well. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. So uh, if, if you haven't already picked up the single issue, you can do that uh, to either digitally, That's next really time that you're at. You can see I just did it. Dave did it while we were talking, while <laughs> I was giving my, <laughs> my, my smooth-ass plugs. He's and, already uh, vomiting after reading it. For <laughs> <laughs> so we're just hearing this guffawing in the background. Well, I was about to say, you guys continue with the show. I'll just read this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, okay, in which case, if we're going to continue... See, this is where I get back to the awkward sequence. Actually, I think we should have just a, a little spe- uh, a message from somebody's sponsor. What do you Maybe. think? Maybe. I think it's good. Ready, aim, punish. The Punisher for Nintendo. Explosive arcade action. State-of-the-art weaponry. Got the guts? The Punisher for Nintendo from LJN. Everything's a target. Even you. Available on eBay. Uh, (laughs) 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 Available at cash converters everywhere. (laughs) I found the tone for this show. (laughs) You didn't know that already? (laughs) No, no. But it's always good to be reminded when one is lost in conversation exactly where one will be heading and it's too... A cash converted. <laughs> yeah. I think it's what catches people off guard because, like, when we, we, as an example, we we interview uh, Laramie Taylor, and it's right. all like, "So tell us about your work," and you know, this right. is very interesting, and we really enjoy this, and blah blah blah. Then we get him as a guest on the show, and suddenly it's like, "Hey, yeah, cash converters." That's <laughs> 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 like, like a very different tone. In fact, I think every guest we've ever had on, we've mentioned cash converters. It's kind of weird. I think we tried to sell every guest that we've had on cash converters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would say well, now that we've done that segment? Let's say we talk about some stuff we've been reading. What do you, you mean, reckon? Other than Andrew Constant's work. Other than Andrew Constant's yeah, okay. work, yeah. Let's talk about... Oh, that was beautiful, by the way, guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's go into a section I like to call What We've Been Reading. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. That we will. That we have. We've all read between a, a lot of lines this yeah, week. Yeah. There's a couple of books that have, uh, I was going to say, sucked all the air out of the room this week, but uh, in some cases, part of that sentence is true. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Batgirl 35 uh, is, is a book that has been so divisive on the, on the web this week. I wrote a piece for um, Newsarama, and there is on, I, my review wasn't entirely positive. The next day, somebody else gave it, and, and I got slammed for that, saying this this uh, writer had made up his mind beforehand, and other people were saying, no, I won't go near this book. It's been ruined for me forever. The next day, somebody gave it 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? That book's not worth 10 out of 10. So I think, one, we've identified a problem with uh, some of the fans. Um, two, how divisive this change has been to Batgirl. We spoke about this. Batgirl is... What was one of our favourite books? Gail Simone's Batgirl was phenomenal. Yeah, look, when I first saw the changeover in this, when I first saw the art for the front cover and the new design of Batgirl, I went, oh dear. 
But mm. at the time, we said we'll give it a chance because you, can, you, know, you mm. want to give everything a chance. Because fundamentally, I don't object to DC taking that approach. I like that they're going for a younger audience. I like <clears> that they're doing getting experimental with the art. I like the, that. Yeah, I, I don't that mind. Audience I, is a market. I, I, you know? I don't mind that to a degree, but I also, you know me, I'm I'm old and I get set in my ways. Yeah. And, and <laughs> when you get when you get to a point with a story where you're really invested in those characters, you're really invested in the story, you're really invested in all that, to then suddenly just pull out the rug underneath you. I was just down at the store buying my Gail Simone and some hard-boiled candy. (laughs) Rocking on my chair, you know. (laughs) I sat down for some Whitland and suddenly Batgirl was on Tinder. (laughs) I haven't read it. Batgirl's on Tinder. Well, it's actually called Hook, uh, which is the DCU's equivalent of Tinder. Hold on. There's a dating website and I'm just, this is me just asking a question. There's no subtext here. Yeah. There's a dating website called Hook. H double O Q. But it's pronounced Hook. hook. I, I'm guessing it's pronounced Hook. <coughs> yes. Or could be Hook. Yeah. So Hook is in, let me get my hooks into you. Possibly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, and the subplot of this, of course, is that there is a guy who is taking all of the material from this and is blackmailing people because mm. he's getting all the information from this okay. dating site. And this goes on. That's all beside the point. The storyline. Okay, actually, well, that's different then. That's yeah, well, the storyline is actually not. The problem here. Mm. The storyline could have fit within a Gail Simone book. The problem is all of the characters. The problem is that they took they took Babs and they basically said somehow uh, we're going to take this character who is well established and has been put into a wheelchair and has now got reconstructive surgery. Which we're not quite sure. Oh no, she was in the wheelchair. She was and and she's had surgery and she's basically back and she's gone through all of this and she's back being back and somehow. Within staying within continuity of the stories, because in it there's yeah. actually one point which actually says "see birds of prey, such and such," so they are staying within continuity. Right. Okay. Yet somehow she's time traveled back and de-aged mm. ten years and is back in college, going sus. She was always young, you know? but she's now like <laughs> mentally de-aged. Those well, how, years. How old is she? She's to meant to be twenty-one. Well, that's what that's what her hook profile. She, says. But the problem is that she can't be twenty-one in the series. Not mm. with going through everything that right, she has okay. gone through. No, um, she has to have been older. And the way Gail writes her. Is older. Uh, she's she's always meant to have been young. That's the thing. But even so, the way that they've now, it's a different character. It's a different character it entirely. Is. And if they'd done this with one of the other Batgirls, if they had like you know Cassie and or Stephanie Brown or whoever, so you're saying it would have worked better if there was another person. Playing if it would have been better because the, the the character is so removed from. <gasps> I'll the go char- one step further than, than no, Simone's no, no, no. version. I'll go yeah. one step further. Yeah. They can even do Barbara Gordon. That's fine as long as it's because book. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Prove that you can go off on a complete tangent with a book right? and do yeah. something completely different with it, yeah. and but not try, not pretend to be in the continuity. Yeah, just do something different with it, right? Because okay. yeah. Harley Quinn works and it's funny, okay, and it's completely mm. off of left field and out of its mind. And if you wanted to do that with Batgirl and say, yeah, we're going to go out, we, we finished that story, it's all done, we're going to do something mm. completely different now, get it out of continuity. This is this new Archie comic style Batgirl. Have fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fine, I'm I'm good with that. You know what I mean. But to try and Tell us it's the same girl, it's the same yeah. character, it's the same continuity. Right. That's where I'm my, having my problems. My biggest problem is that I can I, I like I, I don't and, mind the fact that they've made her you know more sexually active that they've made her uh, you know because I think that's good. I think it's a, a you know the character is not necessarily an object. She she is uh, she's meant to be you know she's girls hanging out talking. Although it's very it feels like something you know somebody's idea of what girls do when they hang out. Uh, you know, hashtag frowny face. There, there was the, 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 <laughs> what? the, the, the villain. In, the, the, vil, the villain in this actually speaks in hashtags. He does. 
he actually has a whole uh, thing where he's like, I'm going to mess you up, hashtag bitch. And it's, it, it really is. Yeah. And, and she reminds one of the, um, the people that's attacking her that she's legal. Yeah. So. This is, and this is and the thing is we don't. Okay, I'm getting a sense. I'm getting. A sense. <laughs> no, no. I, I, look, I can't read it, so I can't judge it here. I'm going on what you two say, and you two are well informed. But I'm, I'm sensing there's a motif of trying to appeal to a certain age group. With very using, much. So. Yes. Yeah. Using very broad symbols. Yes. And signifiers. That's exactly that what it is. Group. And this yeah. and this and is and the thing. This is what I think. It's a like short. It. They're using it as a shorthand to appeal to those. Yeah. Uh, uh, that audience, rather than actually trying to key into the things that they might want to read about. Okay. And I said know. this to Richard a couple of days ago. I, I think I actually, I think I actually put this into a text message. I said, "Saws, babe, not my back girl." And, <laughs> and basically, it will have an audience. Yeah. There's going to be a huge yeah. audience for it. It's, yeah. it's definitely going for a younger audience. It's going to appeal to a whole great deal of people. You know and what? I don't want to hate on the. Book. I hope it succeeds. And I hope it succeeds because, because I think that audience needs to get into comics. Absolutely, and anything, so, any you know, any yeah. comic book that succeeds is good for the industry at this point. But absolutely, all I can say is it's not for me. It's mm. not my book anymore. Spacko was a top twenty yeah. book, so, yes. so yeah. but the, it's the it's the garnish of youth, which is really frustrating you two. Yeah, and it's. Um, yeah, and, and I, th- I think that's the thing. I think that's exactly, absolutely right. And I, I'm glad they did it in continuity rather than putting it out in like you know the Tiny Titans kind of uh, you know mm. as, a, as a separate book entirely. Okay. Uh, Do you know what I would have done? What I would have put it in the same universe that Harley Quinn's in. Yeah, why not? You make, make it that, a spin-off universe because that's it's, it's a very different tone because yeah. uh, Harley Quinn's so meta. Harley Quinn's the whether they want to admit to it or not is the Deadpool of the uh, of, of the DCU, and that's Palmiotti and Connor all over it. Though. Yeah, I mean that's just <laughs> they're awesome though. They are. They are. Oh, they're, they're two of my favorites. It is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. The fact that they got away with Cyborg and that you know, and it's just uh, it's, what do you mean amazing. Cyborg? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's actually a cyborg? Uh, named Cyborg. He was originally Cyborgman. Anyway, um. it's Cyborgman. He's the cyborg. It was. It was. And he's in an uh, old people's home in a wheelchair. I get it. I'm slow, but my wheels of my cog just hit. You were there cog. on the porch, Whitland, with us. Weren't yeah, you? I yeah, was. <laughs> dong, 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 we're dong, just going to rename dong. this the Grumpy Old Min Show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Panels. Uh, I didn't like this book. No. <laughs> Uh, we should we should do this as the Muppets, the two old Muppets, the Statler and Waldorf. Oh, you uh, actually know their names. Yeah, oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Have we mentioned that we're geeks? No, <laughs> never, never. Um, move, moving swiftly away from Batgirl, <laughs> please. Uh, there's a couple of other books. Uh, Batman, which is a, is a book. Uh, Scott Snyder's Batman is a book that we we didn't mind the concept of zero year so much, just so much as its length. Mm. Uh, a year's worth of Zero Year took us away from the forward momentum of the book. Which its main storylines have been superlative. And I mean, so now that we've we've right, had the break, yeah. part of me likes, because this book ends on a twist. <coughs> Excuse me, something's gone in my throat, so just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 this book ends on a twist, and the twist only works if you've had a bit of a length of time between the last uh, death of the family arc and this arc. So you needed something to mm, buffer mm. it. Uh, but we've had a year to buffer it. So maybe it's, it's a good thing, but... Uh, and this is a great issue. This is this is Batman fighting the entire Justice League. Uh, there is um, for a reason that we find out towards the end of the issue. I, I'm still not uh, entirely sold on the twist but yet, but I'm curious to see how no, they're, the they're going to do this. Because I'm not convinced that the twist, which we'll, we can tell you about when we're not on, on the – Offline, on, as we say in the Offline. Yeah. See, you're getting the lingo. You're I'm getting down. down. Let me get offline. I'm, I'm all zeitgeisty. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag zeitgeisty. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I actually I liking the direction, and I think this is the start of a stronger arc for him. And it's kind of reminds me of why I liked 
that comic when it first came out. Yes. Mm. Uh, that it is a bit fresher. It is doing something interesting. And, and that battle armor is awesome. And I think, well, yeah, the battle armor <laughs> is, is wicked. See, now we're getting down to the important things. What's he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> His battle armor is amazing. Well, this fall season, Andrew, Batman's wearing battle armor. <laughs> yes. From the Gotham collection. Is it anything like, no, don't worry, I'll ask. No, well, I, I think <laughs> it actually looks like the the the, the other Snyder's uh, armor. It looks a little bit like this, uh, the Zack yeah, Snyder. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. A snack, as we call him snack, on the show. Yeah. Zack Snack Snyder. What, what do you call him? We call him Snack. Because I accidentally said Snack Snyder, Snyder once uh, for Scott, uh, Zach Snyder, and it stuck. So we call Zach Snack Snyder. Yeah. So okay. That's I'm down. One of my favorite lines <laughs> in this new Batman book, though, has to be when Superman literally pummels him into the wall and says, "Sorry about your suit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice, and it, it is. It's got a sense of humor to it, which yeah, it I does, like. Yes. It's, it's not uh, that kind of really weighty, angry Batman we've had for a year. Um, there's actually a wonderful scene in this where he's basically having a uh, um, a soft moment with um, soft with moment. A, a soft moment. With, he laughs with Alfred. With Alfred, yeah, and the two of them are just they're kind of smiling with it's each a, other, and it's like that was quite a good one there. Yeah, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually you see I'm not going to use but then Batman. who's <laughs> who is the other person? I don't recall. This yeah, other, no, she's just turned up. I don't recall <laughs> this person. <laughs> I'd have to go back a year to find out where yeah, she was in the last. We've, yeah, we've, Unless she's in Batman Eternal, which I'm not reading. Ah, uh, see, I'm not uh, reading Eternal so either. Because how did they end up in the in the in the tower? In the, in the tower, it's, yeah. it's Batman Eternal. We should probably <laughs> read that book. Maybe. Um, the, uh, some of the look. I'll, I'll quickly mention this because I've got a full review for Upford on the site, and we'll probably do it as a pick of the week in a few weeks' time. Uh, Black Sad, Black Sad. Black uh, Black, Either or to make I'm going to go with Black Sad because yeah. it's I like it. And, you, and um, you're Australian, you say Sad, Sad. Black Sad. Black Sad. Bidet. It's Black yeah. Sad Amarillo uh, <laughs> out this week. This That's is very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's out in hardcover this week. Uh, yes. it, it's the fifth book in the. Um, fifth book? Fifth book. Because uh, right. it's been released in three Dark Horse books, but the first Dark Horse book was collecting three. Of, of the Bon Dessinée together. It's, it's like they did with The Killer recently, that French book. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they released the first two parts as one volume and mm. you read it first, oh, this is genius, and then you realise each part's small and you get really angry. Because yeah, because every subsequent one that just releases a single volume, which is only about 60 pages. Uh, but in, in those 60 pages, there's more comics magic than mm, you'll get mm. in most of the output <coughs> yeah. that year. Yeah. Uh, the artwork is beautiful. Mm. Um, that's uh, Juan Joguadino, I think is his name. The uh, best anthropomorphic facial expressions in human. Beautiful, because it's so clean. It's such, such yeah. uh, clean lines, and but he's got this watercolor wash to it that is. It's just in in the earlier ones, he he, he said that his technique was a little rougher right. to start with, and he's got cleaner, more realistic lines now. So you actually forget you forget even more now mm. that you're looking at animals because right. his lines are so. He he draws the figures so cleanly. Mm. Now he draws them like. The movement, he seems to have movement down perfectly. The one thing I always remember about the first book, Somewhere in the Shadows, is that he'd mastered light in that, which is, which is something I think is really hard uh, in a lot of Mastering my life. light. Mastering light. That sounds you like a, a whole superhero, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I have mastered life. <laughs> master I am the Edison of superheroes. <laughs> Away with these funny books. I have yeah. mastered life. <laughs> no, but, but uh, what but he's, he's, yeah. You know, like, you know, because he's doing a noir book. But yeah. this one, it's like he's almost turned the lights on because you're in right. the middle of the desert. It's the 1950s. There's all this beat poetry stuff happening there. He's got three characters which are essentially stand-ins for yeah. um, Ginsburg and, and uh, right. Kerouac. And there's a flamingo who's Hunter S. Thompson shooting, you know, bottles off the top. Of people in bars, flamingos. You know. Hunter Thompson should always be a flamingo. flamingo absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> fear and loathing in the menagerie, like yeah. you know. <laughs> 
It's great, and it's, it's really good, and 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 a little bit like uh, Batman and Alfred. Uh, he's actually having fun. Yeah, you oh, get really? to see Black Sad ha- having a, a laugh in this one. That's brilliant. So it's, uh, but as with all Black Sad books, it does get it does live up to its name. Black Sad. Eventually, I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm the slowest. <laughs> it is very early in the day. It is only. 4.30 p.m. I don't know. So <laughs> we've all just gotten up. Don't forgive me. Just laugh at me. It's easier. <laughs> for our viewers, we're pointing and laughing. <laughs> pointing uh, That's for Miss Mabel across the road. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a couple of books I'm just going to throw out quickly. Uh, I'm just going to – there was uh, – a new Clary and the Witch Boy came out this week. Anna Chanty uh, did this one. Look, I got halfway through this and I'm having trouble because it doesn't seem to have a focus. Well, so it's part of the, there's two themes this week: witches and the multiversity. Mm. Uh, and this is kind there of blending was, the two of them. So. There was also Sabrina and Scott Snyder's witches out this week. Scott Snyder's witches again, something else I've, I've written about over at Newsarama, so I don't want to get into too much of it here. But it's it's it was a uh, I think it was a really solid book. You read this, didn't you? I read yeah. this, but it's definitely my wheelhouse and I thought it was really nicely structured. Jock is on form. Oh, Jock. The writing yeah. is restrained in a way which I really appreciate. The art was given room to tell the story. It's a really nice setup. You were given enough to intrigue you without it actually being a plot dump. It's actually a really well done one issue introduction. It's it's yeah, and this is I think it's, it's, I don't sure if it's an ongoing or a limited, but uh, it would have to be an ongoing. Like like yeah. it, it feels like it's set up something quite epic. Yeah, in, in a very in a very um, enclosed sense. Like you can't be epic in that grand sweeping widescreen sense, but in that ongoing yeah. eternal stories because it seems to me like clearly I'm engaged in this um, it <laughs> seems to me that it, it's drawing on a lot of uh, it's trying to create a strong mythos as well and you can't do that over a short no. period of time and and like the art that you see is so important to this uh, this is Jock uh, it's also Matt Hollingsworth doing the, the colours Hollingsworth who is Hollingsworth is actually the king on the thing we're talking about later on yeah Hollingsworth is, is all over this week's uh, issue yeah. Uh, he's he, crazy good he, yeah, and he I didn't realise how long he'd been around for because I was no. reading some old Green Arrow stuff from the uh, either the 80s or, the, or at least the early 90s uh, or mid to late 90s and it was like the, the Chuck Dixon run and he's all over that Chuck Dixon on which one sorry uh, Green Arrow oh I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, he's okay. turned up on that so yeah. like I, I didn't realise how long because I know his stuff from you know uh, the more recent things like Hawkeye and, yep. and, and all that, yep. those kind of things but uh, you know, seeing him do different color styles, but kind of keeping that sort of minimalism that he does. But yeah. with witches, he's almost been allowed to explode on some pages. Like yeah. both, both Jock and he have just sort of obviously worked out uh, points where they can let it all hang out. And that's also really nice to see as well, such a complementary relationship mm. between artists and colorists as well. Because yeah. in many books of a different nature, this you don't always see that apparent symbiotic relationship so mm. to actually see that on from the first issue as well like from we're going and this is this is what our template is going to be to see that template so strong in the first instance there it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah i look i i'm definitely down to the second issue of this one i cannot wait for that to come out which is it's been a while since i've been that engaged for the first I issue i think the words uh, restrained and snyder together are intriguing enough in itself so. <laughs> well it's 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 uh well no because we, we've had we've had some big stories 
You know, he's had some mm. big stories over the last uh, couple of years. And well, he's, I, mean, but, I mean, I love Snyder, don't get me wrong, because we, no, no, we no. discussed this before. I love Snyder, but he can get very wordy. You know what I mean? And no, he like, can. And this is, this, is, this, is, this is different for him, too. Mm. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I quite like it. Look, a bunch of other stuff came out this week, but we do have to keep moving along. There was, there was one book that came out called Punks the Comic, when I thought, I think that title's redundant, because yeah, of course it's a comic. Um, <laughs> That's like saying behind the panels, the podcast. You mean of behind course. the panels, the comic book show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So that's, look, I mean, we we probably don't have a lot of time for uh, what we've been watching, which would normally sound a little bit like. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 long. That. Um, we can sum yeah, it up really quickly, so. though, and just say... We had the death metal before. <laughs> we'll just sum it up really quickly and say, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still going strong yep. this season, which is so strange compared to last mm. season. Uh, Arrow came back this week really strong. Really strong. How really. about that ending? How about that ending? Just go oh, watch boy. it. Uh, and, and I can honestly say I haven't seen Gotham this week yet. So. And we also had uh, The Flash kicked off this oh, week. Oh, The Flash kicked off this week. Uh, which uh, some of you, you know, half half of our listeners probably downloaded the leaked pilot Yeah, look, I mean, the problem ago. is, uh, let's talk about the flash as of episode two because the episode one leaked about four months ago yeah. so from what i understand we'll come back to that <laughs> three three extra minutes in the pilot but you know there's gonna be a lot of crossover between arrow and flash so we'll definitely be talking about mm. that as the of only n- thing i will say about the arrow mm. just, just just say about arrow brandon routh what a breath of fresh air i know so good Is so he, funny he plays ray palmer i haven't had a chance to watch much tv recently because head down bum up but um not the way to watch tv no 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 brandon routh does he get a guernsey he he is uh, playing Ray Palmer in this Who new season. Will later be Adam on him but, because I yeah. think after his his initial, Brian Singer film, his initial attempt at starting there, it's great to see that someone's investing in talent. And he's charming. He's, Interestingly yeah. enough, though, as Ray Palmer, he's fantastic, and yeah. the producers have already said that he will not shrink on Arrow. So oh, he may not be the Adam. I always remember his Scott Pilgrim appearance as well. That was, that was yes, yes. The yeah, power yeah. of vegan. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think when you're doing such an iconic character like Superman, yeah. there's, there's two ways you can play it. One of them's the one is good and one is bad. One of them's good and one's bad. There's the charm offensive that is Christopher Reeve because yeah. you you can't get more charming than that. Or there's, and the there's the Discovery Channel special. Then, then there's the cold removed, very stiff thing that he ended up doing. I can't, like I can't remember half of Superman Returns. Right. But or you could do the the um, Discovery Channel special. You could do uh, the beardy. The, the what is it? The uh, well, most dangerous catch. Hobo Superman. Hobo Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also George Reeves as well, which is oh that's true. Version. George Reeves, yeah, yeah mm. which is which is like the. Like the classic male Superman, like the, the, yeah. the the fit unfit nineteen fifties Superman. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Like, like that male body, which is just about being like not a like a steroid machine. Just like no, hey, no. It's you know, a, I'm just a bulbous male who happens to be bulbous. There's a word for you. Well, you know, not, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like 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 he had a he had sky. A it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a bulbous man. <laughs> Context. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's but that's in keeping with the times. He had a very good physique yes. for the time period. Well, he, well, he was, was actually a bodybuilder. Oh right, okay. And that was that was considered <clears throat> an ideal body. It, and, it, and it still is. I yeah. suppose, I'm that is where, where the whole outfits come from. You know yeah. that whole notion that you know that everyone makes the joke about the underpants the, the over the time. Yeah. But that was from bodybuilding because yeah. that was what Superman was meant to be—the peak yes. of human physical Correct. form. Yeah. Not this kind of steroid, not this super steroidal kind of. As he is portrayed now. now. Like, you know, you you get, you know, it depends on who's drawing him. Superman gets musclier and bigger 
every generation. But you, know? you do get nice variations on that, though, in so much as uh, sales, Superman for all seasons. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that's nice. And also as well, other artists as well who, who pin yeah. it back a bit, who just naturally have a more... yeah. A more realistic, I wouldn't say realistic, a more naturalistic approach to anatomy while I, still keeping that sense of strength. I always loved, we were talking about Grant Morrison before and we are talking about, because we, yeah. we did an all-star Superman episode a while Grant back. Morrison, high five for that boy. Yeah. And in, well, he was talking about Grant, uh, uh, Frank Whiteley's designs for that and he was talking about how he came up with the look and he saw Superman oh, sitting yeah. on this bollard outside of a Comic-Con just sitting there, legs tucked up, just That's sort of Mark leaning. Wade and Grant who was having the... Co- was, was yeah, it? I think it was, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, they went over and had the chat with him. The, the yeah. Shema- and the he shamanic said he moment. Just, he was just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said his shamanic vision was just like, Superman would be the most casual yeah. dude in the world. And it's like, well, of course he is. You yeah, know, yeah. He's, pow- he's the most powerful man in the world. Of course he's laid back. He's we, super laid back. We have, I think we, what he super said. Back. we have to be careful because we're about to start talking about All Star Superman. If we go there, I will never be coming back because that to me is the ultimate Superman run. Okay, we, we should move on. Well, in that yeah. case, we should talk about news headlines. We should talk. Yeah. Let's 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 hit that button, David. York Comic Con, Marvel announced their next big event, Secret Wars, from writer Jonathan Hickman and art by Esad Ribic. The series will begin in 2015 and last a year. Other Marvel NYCC announcements included a new Spider-Gwen ongoing series and another event with a familiar label, No More Mutants. Both will commence in January 2015. Tim Seeley will make his Vertigo debut in January 2015 with a new ongoing series called Effigy. Still on Vertigo, Gail Simone will launch Clean Room next year, an ongoing horror thriller with 2000 AD artist Jonathan Davis Hunt. The long-running manga series Naruto will end next month after 15 years. The series has <laughs> has published over 70 volumes <laughs> and inspired an anime series, several films, and you just moved the page on me and I can't read it. Oh, oh video games lots and, and lots, lots of, of lots merchandise. <laughs> Marvel will also release a new, wait for it, Wait for it. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl ongoing series in January 2015 from Ryan North and artist Erica Henderson. Wait a second, we, secondary just, character. we need to pause. We'll, keep, oh, we'll, okay. we'll, 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 we'll get, get back to that. We'll get come back, back to, to that. Don't worry. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> Dynamite will begin to publish James Bond comics starting in 2015. It's the Archie crossover we've been waiting for. Archie Comics and Dark Horse have announced Archie Meets Predator coming <laughs> US Spring 2015 from writer Alex DeCampi and artist Fernando Ruiz. <laughs> Grant Morrison is set to bring his film project Sinatoro to, uh, to comics courtesy of Black Mask Studios in April 2015. Oh, we'll run through these last three quickly. Dark Horse <laughs> Comics will launch a brand new Gru series in January from the classic creative team. It will be called Gru Friends and Foe. Yes, uh, Sci-Fi has picked up the Image Comics series Five Ghosts for a television adaptation. Siffy. Uh, Siffy. Warner Brothers <laughs> has fast-tracked a Lego Batman movie 2017 ahead of the Lego Movie 2. Actor Martin Donovan has been cast in Marvel's Ant-Man in a reportedly pivotal, pivotal role. role. A lot of air quotes in these news. <laughs> Headlines. <laughs> Who wrote this? Adi Shankar, executive producer of the Dread, of Dread, has secretly filmed a seven-part miniseries that will serve as an unofficial spin-off from the film. Totally and, in, and it's I think it's the Dark ju- Judges. Ooh, that they're cool. doing. Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead, which begins its fifth season of Wash, Rinse, and Repeat, has been <laughs> renewed for a, for another season, season six. I'm going to wash those zombies right out, out of, of my, my hair. hair. <laughs> Finally, according to actor Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man Four may or may not be happening, depending on which chat show he's on this month, this week. He has, however, confirmed he will be appearing in more Marvel films 
platforms in the future. You're itching to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I want to talk about which one? Uh, I think I think we were talking about oh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Was okay, it? yeah. I've never even heard. What is that? Okay, so, so as a, as a huge uh, Bendis Avengers fan, I can actually think I can speak to with some authority on this right. and say that Squirrel Girl was a bit second-rate bit player who was introduced by Bendis in the new Avengers during his run as a babysitter for Power Man and Jessica Jones's daughter in Avengers Mansion. I don't think she was ever meant to have her own series. Her real name is Doreen Green. I just want to honor Thank you. for the record. And I just, when I read this, we would, we did the news headline run through before you got here and, and we were actually <laughs> laughing at some of this news. She was actually a Steve Ditko creation. She was introduced originally back in 92. And was right. never seen again no, until and then, Bendis But then, as you back. say, she later brought, was brought back as a member of the Great Lakes Avengers. Oh, God. <laughs> Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't even think she has, other than having, like, she's just a natural furry. Right. I don't think she, I don't think she's actually got superpowers. As a, as a point, that's nuts, man. <laughs> just as a point of reference here, um, it's an ox- it's an oxymoron, I think, to say natural furry in any conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go back to the seventies, man. Uh, oh God, there goes our <laughs> clean tag. Okay, <laughs> comics you know, getting dirtier the, the longer you listen. Yeah. I knew nothing about this. Uh, they were introduced in the West Coast Avengers, but there are also Great Lakes X Men, Great Lakes Champions, and Great Lakes Initiative. Thank God, all that went right. Past me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, this this was late eighties. Can we also 90s. go back to one other news story there though? Because I gotta tell you, I'm biting at the bit for Archie Meets Predator. <laughs> we we've had various amounts of success yeah. reading Archie crossover books. Yes, Archie, Archie meets, meets the Punisher is excellent. wonderful. Archie meets Kiss, not so much. Not so good. <laughs> and it's got Alex DeCampi as well, who does the Groundhouse series. So you just oh, know it's yeah, gonna yeah. be it's not gonna be clean. This has gotta be in there Arch uh, after uh, uh, after life with Archie and, and, and Sabrina. Sabrina which this has gotta be in this yeah. vein. Now, do we know anything about Grant Morrison's what uh, how do I pronounce it again? Sinatoro. Sinatoro, I think. Do we know is. any background on that? He was making it as a film, um, and that's been, I think, in development hell for a while. He's decided yeah. he wants to he's gonna bring it back to comics for the for the short term so we can just develop it that way. Okay. Get the story out there and then return it and then adapt that back into sure, film okay. thing. Okay. So that's coming out early next year. Black Mask, who are who are doing some interesting stuff at the moment. There's a book I didn't mention at all in what we've been reading called Pirouette. Uh, which oh, came out this yes. week, and it's wonderful. It's uh, uh, it's Mark Miller in top form. It's, it's different, Mark Miller. It's, this, oh, is it's Ma- this, is, this is Mark L. Miller. Oh, really? Uh, so I yeah. just read Mark. I just met Mark. Yeah, Miller. I know. Okay, it's, there it's, it is. It's a completely different oh, guy, course. but he's okay. uh, and yeah, it's 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 a wonderful book. It's that real. It's that kind of horror that I didn't realize I was missing. It's sort of psychological nineteen seventies horror. Hey, you know, okay. it feels and it's got a circus setting. To it. Look, it's uh, any, any book set around clowns is going to be, or vicious clowns. Oh, oh it's yeah. got clowns? It's got, uh, it's got lots of clowns. Perhaps so. the scariest people in makeup ever. Yeah. Yes. Have, you got, have you got a clown phobia? No. Cholerophobia, is it? Cholerophobia. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm always looking for more things to be scared of. Yeah, no, of course we are. I also want to just throw out two things about those news headlines, and then we're going to yeah. move on to the book. They were really, one that they were really long. One that they were really long, and we, we have a shot on music. It is New York Comic Con this week. Uh, yeah, granted. But can I just say that Marvel's next big event, Secret <laughs> Wars, oh. uh, considering this is what their fourth Secret Wars. Really? <laughs> yeah. We had, it was we the had, original one. Way there was back the original one, Marvel Superhero yeah. Secret Wars, yeah. which is actually on my book shelf over there yep. Secret Wars 2 there was Nick Electric Fu- Boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a book called Secret War which was actually Nick Fury brainwashing a whole bunch of superheroes yeah. and sending right. them off yeah, to yeah, a yeah. war so 
why do we keep coming back to this title? It's I like, think I think we been, know about it. It's not a secret anymore. We know <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. I think he's been given, given the gig as well because he released a book at uh, Image last year called See, Secret, which was yeah, about, yeah, right, which yeah. is very much about new spies in the you know in the mm. current di- digital age, the information age, which was actually a really fun read. So the, maybe they've just gone, hey, you know, we we'll know put that with that. the problem I have with Hickman has always been though that I think he's more intelligent than I am, and because of that, I can't follow his stuff at all. <laughs> he was, I can't remember uh, who we were talking to. It might have been Kelly Sue. Was saying he's one of those writers who plans five years ahead. Oh, it's Kelly Sue. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's got it all in his head, and you don't see the picture yeah. from where we're sitting. He's Infin- got it all. Infinity was was mm-hmm. yeah. was. Massive, and it we're was talking forty issues or something by the correct. time it's done. And it know. was doing my head in by the end. I didn't mm. understand. And his what was the the oh um, Agents of Shield, the Shield book that he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. book did my it's head. It's just in. called Shield. Yeah, Shield. I always, yeah. always think once you plan more than five issues ahead, you're going to fall on your face at some point. It's he impossible. hasn't done it yet, though. That's the problem. Well, People love his jo- stuff. It's a George R R Martin problem where you've written so much material on in your world, you're actually hamstrung by the. The rules. Yeah, that's true. But he has a plan. And the other thing... You you, you can't rise much as what he does without actually having some sort of overarching structure. Yeah, he's got to have a game plan in place. The other one I wanted to mention was, and I'm not even going to go into detail, all I'm going to say is let's just reiterate that title one more time, please. Spider-Gwen. Well, I don't know if it's actually going to be called Spider-Gwen. I think she's been affectionately (laughs) referred to as Spider-Gwen. There's this whole edge of the Spider-Verse thing that's happening at the moment. Not a spider guy, unfortunately. And they're bringing all these... I've not kept up with that, but they're bringing in all these uh, spider like no, we're not returning to the clone saga, I hope, but we're bringing in. Uh, Apparently, we're bringing back every every version every version of, of Spider Man ever besides uh, the clone saga, including the clone saga. Really, cone yeah. the clone so, saga. The clone, we are cone heads. So <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were all completely stoned for the. Oh, there you go. <laughs> They were pulling cones and said, you know what? Let's make Gwen Stacy a Spider-Man. And they'll say, isn't she supposed to be dead, man? Yeah, aren't we all inside? (laughs) (laughs) What would happen if you you smoked a web? Like... What would be the reaction? Would Parallel you sell worlds, man? Parallel. Oh, know. my spy sense is totally tingling, dude. Will it be like- <laughs> I don't know, but it could be a bit sticky. Let's move on. Oh. <laughs> and uh, on that note, hashtag sold. <laughs> I, think, I think it's time for a section that we've traditionally called uh, the pick of the week. Cool. And I see no reason this week to change that tradition. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> It's the pick of the week. Frank Castle was a decorated Marine Corps officer until he returned from war to find his wife and children murdered in a random act of violence. Now all Frank Castle has is his desire for vengeance and his need to punish the wicked. But now, he's not alone. Written by Greg Rucker with art by Marco Cicetto, this is one of the definitive runs in the history of Marvel Comics. This is the Punisher, Greg Ruckerstein. Uh, it takes me back to my childhood in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you remember like, that? I, I vaguely felt that the announcer guy, you know that, that mysterious... That dude that, we get that, in. That, yeah, that announcer yeah. guy was vaguely looking for a title and goes, this is the Punisher, Greg, Greg Ruckerstein. Ruckerstein. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea how many times... He told me he recorded that. <laughs> is that like Hot Wings Greater Ruckus style? Like, is that- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Stop and smell the chicken. Hot wings, Greg Rucker style. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, but sort of minimal. Uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> you don't get as many in the box, but they're all really good. Touché. I think that's Touché. the thing. Yeah. This We're going to say we're 47 minutes in. This show's going long, people. We haven't done that for a while. No. Uh, I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling frisky. Are you? Okay, yeah, cool. let's do well, it. Well, the news went long. That should have been your, yeah, it should have been your indicator right there. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 uh, is, is this for director's cut now? Have we? This is now, yeah. This yeah. is going straight to the web. This <laughs> <laughs> is the way it should have been, guys. Not the Radio Studio one. Let's no. go. <laughs> we're, uh, when we were uh, sending messages back and forth trying to decide which of the 700 comics yes. we were going to do when you came in this week. Yes. Uh, and I think now we have a 23-part series planned. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for this week, we just, we settled on the 16-issue yeah. wonderful uh, yeah. series, which was Greg Rucker's yeah. Punisher, something that David and I spoke about all the way back when we first started the show because it was one of these books that we, we sort of discovered we thought we're getting into the Punisher. This new series had just started in 2011. Well, it's what we actually, what we, actually, uh, what we unofficially, affectionately referred to as Marvel's stealth reboot. Stealth reboot, yeah. Because there was actually yeah. a bunch of titles that all happened together that all kind of started at issue it one around the Daredevil. same time. Daredevil. Avenging Spider-Man, yeah. Daredevil, this one. Mm. There was a Fantastic mm. Four that started at that time. Right. And it was basically, we kind of went, wow, this is really interesting. Marvel's kind of restarted everything from issue one, or mm. at least this handful of books. And in fact... Punisher, Avenging Spider-Man, and Daredevil crossed over they at one did. point, um, which is actually, unfortunately, the weakest part of this book, but that's only because it went away from our main but story. But let's get to the important question first. Mm. When This is one of the, the, the titles that you ended up suggesting, and I yes. know you a little bit of a fan of Greg Rucker. Just a tad. Tad. You, we, we, we're talking before the show, and you, you may yeah. have expressed some fondness for Greg Rucker. In, in, in that, yeah. yeah uh, just, just we, we, I, I haven't read all his work, nor has he informed my style. No, not at all. Every writer I've known. Not, yeah. uh, bearing in mind, if you go to BehindThePanels.net next week, we'll have the full video uh, of Andrew just freaking out of Greg Rucker. <laughs> totally doing showing us, his, showing us his Greg Rucker tramp stamp. It's, it gets a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's, it's not so much a tramp stamp now, more like a whole visage on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like but that aside, <laughs> that, that really creepy image aside. Uh, <laughs> it is what, totally grotesque. Yes. Why, I mean, what, what is it? About the, the this Punisher book that you that you said, you know what? I'm going to be on panels. I have to talk about something. Okay, <laughs> firstly, a bit of background. It's very hard for me to talk about this book in any sort of critical theory esque way because it did inform lots of things which I like about writing and vindicated lots of things stylistically which I like to do with writing as well mm-hmm. like refraining with dialogue using telling a story with art just basically being a storyteller as opposed to a deliverer of con- content and a deliverer of dialogue there mm. um, but why this run I've always been a Punisher fan um, through the Abnet up through Ennis which I thought was an incredible run like it's it's Punisher is my favorite horror story of all time. It is a horror story. It's about mm. a man who's lost everything and is never coming back. With each action, even though he's trying to bring justice, he keeps slipping further and further down that mm. hole. And there's just something. I it's it's not just the story about this, which I love about this run. It's everything around the story as well, like the restraint on the page, the use of art to convey what should be a silent character, like the fact that the Punisher doesn't actually. Um, mutter his first words until issue three mm. where he says, you help me. And that's juxtaposed against um, Rachel Alves. She took um, her husband's name. Which is a wonderful <laughs> use of rep- rep- repetition throughout the run. Mm. Every time someone calls her Cole, she goes, 
Alves, I took my husband's name. We should say that it, the, the book opens with a wedding massacre, which is meant to look very familiar. It's uh, but it is not, it's yeah. not the Punisher's wedding massacre. It is no. this other Marine, Rachel uh, uh, Cole. Cole Alves. Uh, who, who was about Alves. to marry Alves. <laughs> but Alves, she, yeah. she, she... Very important we get this right. Yeah. And she, so she <laughs> said, when, every, when everybody says yeah. Ms. Cole, she goes, Alves, I took my husband's name. Because she's holding on throughout most of this book too. But that's actually... To, very, yeah. That's actually a very. That's I think that device typifies Greg's writing in that it's a very simple line, but the repetition is used so well to indicate the pain. The character it says two things: a, you don't know who I am. Yeah. If you keep on calling me this name, you don't know who I am and how yeah. important, and and how my life changed in this day. And also as well, it also reminds everyone what she's lost. Yes. With, with, without being sentimental yep. or. Or soap opera, or soap opera fashion. It just says, "Everyone, you don't know who I am. This is what I've lost." Yes, and it's just in that simplistic, succinct, shorthand way. Like there's this great one. The other device I like is there's a full page splash at the end of issue one where uh, Walter Bolt, mm-hmm. the cop underneath um, Oscar Clemens there, the, mm-hmm. the junior, junior cop, is talking about his encounter with the Punisher. Yes. And he's talking about, he's pretending the Punisher wasn't there and he says, I return fire. And it's just a full page splash of the Punisher as he says, I return fire. Like it's that, mm. it's that, very, it's that very confident, understated way of stating what your plot is and who your character is mm. without feeling like you have to tell the reader everything. Yeah. It's it's confident, precise storytelling. It's that real getting back to things that a lot of comics, I'm not going to say a lot of comics don't do, but but uh, that show don't tell thing, which which yeah. only comics can do in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. And 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 I and I and I, and I think. It is this this amazingly restrained storytelling that goes mm-hmm. right, as you said, dialogue completely minimal yeah. in this, and because it's not about. In a lot of ways, it's a Punisher book that that completely captures what the Punisher is, without making the Punisher the focus, because it's about almost the the effects of what happens to everybody around the Punisher. Well, the what Punisher's, does the Punisher's world look yeah. like? Well, the the, the the I mean. Let's face it. Uh, 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 Cole's Alves, Cole Alves. <laughs> uh, basically is our is our analogy for the Punisher. We don't need to go back and retell his. No. his we don't need to go back and tell his origin story again. Although we do kind of hint at it a couple of times. Blah blah blah. But she is, for all intents and purposes, where he was many years ago, and she is now discovering this whole fueled by revenge, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. and this is where the Punisher is kind of already established. And this is Well they of- they set up that kind of almost mirror imagery in the Correct. first time they meet He's wearing all white. She's wearing all black. black yeah, and they're pointing guns at and each other. And I was saying to you before but, the but show, then they introduce each other, blue on blue. That's yeah. The, that's that shorthand way of identifying we are the same. We're on the same. Yeah. Team. We are the same person. Yes. It's it's once again once we said minimalist dialogue, but just gets straight to the point of the character. And uh, yeah, no, it's 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 and it's. 16 issues, which is probably slightly longer than your traditional maxi series, which would right. be about 12. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when we, we Last time we looked at a Punisher in any depth, it was probably Welcome Back, Welcome Frank. Back Frank, which is 12 issues in and out, which is the complete opposite to this. Uh, it's, it's Garth Ennis's Punisher is... 
<laughs> Where do we start? I mean, if, if you've read Garth Ennis, is all about the violence. I mean, he he mm. he he revels in it and the humor in that. But I, I don't and think it's, that's not what I think of when I think of um, Garth Ennis Punisher. I think of his yeah. Max series, which yeah. right. is you know, which is the complete opposite not that, to that at all. It's, no, it's it's the darkest piece of horror storytelling yeah. I've ever read. Welcome back, Frank. Is preacher. Yeah. In in the Punisher verse. Yeah, okay. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and uh or you know, whichever way you and want to put it. Let's face it, Rucker's Punisher is it's a film. It this is this yeah. is it is cinematic. This, this is, is a, a cinematic a, a cinematic piece where you've got a mm. beginning, a middle, and an end. It's got a narrative throughout it. Mm. We're yeah. not telling an origin story. And not to diminish we are just we yeah. are just delving in and saying, here's the story. Punisher is a force of nature deal yeah. with it. You know? Not to diminish uh, comics by saying it's no. cinematic. It's no, no, what I'm saying is, thing, but but I'm saying is yeah, it, it tells uh, that kind of long-form story where you kind of go, this is this – is, um, it's the, widescreen. The, the, image, yeah. <laughs> the images are as important in this mm. in this book mm. as but, the words and the story. You that know? brings mm. me back to a point which I find uh, – an issue I take with – Lots of comics say is is that they don't realize it is visual storytelling. Mm. You don't have to dialogue the shit out of things. Mm. Trust the artist. You're not there to feel the page. You're not there to be a frustrated novelist. <laughs> yeah. You have one, of, one of my one of my to, to, to yeah. illustrate that point. Yeah. One of my favorite panels in this comic book mm. is actually relatively early on in the book. Which one's that? And it's actually where he's taken out the gang. There's a, a, a gang struggle. He takes them out, and there's one guy left, and he lights a lighter. Because yeah. he's trying to get some light, mm. and it just illuminates the skull, yeah. and you just sit there and go, "Not a word is spoken in that panel," mm, and it's yeah. just like you sit there and go, "There's fear." And then later, in when he says, "Put on the put on the shirt," the yeah. skull scares him. The skull terrifies. The skull him. terrifies yeah. him. You know, yeah. and you sit there and go, "Yeah, we've already seen that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's 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 really is a remarkable run. Um, the thing which I think about Frank in this is that. You've got all these. He he is like the black sun, which all these other lives are mm. um, yeah. orbiting. He's he's the he's a dead weight in the sense that he has passed on, and we have what's left them fighting these missions, trying to you know punish those who do need punishment. Um, but it's almost as though everyone around him is pulled closer because they're all on this flat plane, and he's this dead weight you drop through the center, and all their lives come yeah, crashing yeah. to get. Um, to get together um, as they're pulled closer mm-hmm. by his weight, it's almost a black hole. Yeah, a mm. black a black hole of righteousness, but a black hole nonetheless. <laughs> Which is love- also the uh, title of my next album. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the fact that the Punisher is always three steps ahead of everybody. He has mm. a plan. We're mm. not letting on it as the audience. Well, Nobody the, the is scene on the ship. The is, scene on the ship uh, yeah. where she goes, "I think they made you." He goes, "They were meant to." But that's you know? the thing. he. He should be. He should be the master strategist. He yes. is not a country bump- bumpkin. This is the man who hides from the police in New York, which is a very densely populated area. There's lots of cops around, and I know I'm drawing on reality, and that's a bit silly. It's a comic book, but he's been doing it for so long, and he keeps on surviving, and he's effective. So there has to be something going well, on. Well, I think there's also, I mean, let's face it, this is comic book New York. Um, he's not only hiding from the police; he manages to effectively hide from the Avengers yeah. and every other hero around who are who have never been able to bring him in no. in some way or another. So you look at it and go, there is something about Frank Castle, and it's it's yeah. it is that cold calculating perfect precision and that's highlighted mm. in this book yeah. with the scene with Cole's Alve yeah. uh, where he basically empties her pockets uh, you know and says I actually got that referenced here as well where fantastic the, where, <laughs> I know, it's, it's actually the perfect the scene. dialogue there is just 
where he pulls a desk aside and looks at what yes. the contents are. He says, these are your tools, the rest of the luxuries of the living. And then we have that wonderful explanation for the rest of the page as well where he explains, you don't know who you are yet. You don't know that you've died. You have to understand that you are now dead. You've got to let it go. Mission. Yeah. And that's when you refer to that moment on the next page where... Where she lights the, yeah. the photo up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Where she the one thing that she's been holding on to, and she actually goes back to her apartment at one point because she desperately wants this one photo. Because mm. she she her husband died, mm. what is it, twelve hours after mm. they were married or whatever it was. Uh, two no, two hours after they were married. Two hours after they were married, mm. right. So so the one thing she has of this marriage left is this photograph of her and her husband. Yeah. And he, the Punisher, but Frank Castle actually says to her at some point, you can't have this. You can't hold yeah. on to this anymore. No. You're dead. And for her mm. to actually light that photo up mm. and burn it mm. was a major but moment. But that's such a, a revelation yeah. about Frank Castle as well, yes. how he views himself. Yeah. And, and, that's, and again, it's one of those things I think is really clever. It's like it's giving you this massive backstory for Frank Castle and his journey yeah. without it actually being about him directly and without it sort of well, telling was, you in this lengthy exposition mm, about it. It was a very smart story device. I think Frank is the silent wall of our lives. Like he, 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 he is impenetrable in the most simplistic of the fashions that he doesn't have an internal monologue. He, mm. he shouldn't have one. He sh- you should not know how Frank thinks. He should be a foreign idea. He is mm. an alien coming to hunt down the worst of us in some respects. And in some respects, one of the things I did like about this, I think they referenced it a couple of times, you see him putting it into a drawer. But in earlier Punisher books, one of the staples Mm. of the Punisher books used to be him keeping his war journals. And they've done away with that in this. We're not really seeing him write that anymore. You you do see at one point him writing a short summary, which is is a nice reference as well. Mm. But the fact it's about the action rather than... The Correct. explanation of the action mm. as well. We we keep it always in the mo- moment, um, except when we move to our other characters who do remember, who do Correct. talk about their mm. emotions. But when we're with Frank, it's always about what's the mission, what's happening on the mission, what's next mm. for the mission. There's no flashback. There's Our no- story in this book is told through the eyes of the cops, yeah. through through Cole's yeah. Alves, through the reporter. Yeah. Um, you know, so and, and the reporter, what an interesting character she was. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a lovely silent introduction, all these characters in the first issue as well. The first five pages completely silent, including sorry, including also the murder scene. Sorry, the massacre murders too mm-hmm. light a word. Mm-hmm. Um at the uh, this wedding. book is full of massacres, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but at no time did I feel like it was unnecessary. I never felt like he was saying. I never felt like the writer or the artist was saying to us, "We need to shoot someone here because God, we need that beat." Yeah, there's no, there's no. Frank doesn't punch out a polar bear uh, in this version. Touche. You know, no, it's 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 very like and. I like the way they use superheroes. Like, acknowledge the fact it is in the larger Marvel universe, but it's always trying to give not so much a realistic con- con- context, but definitely a crime context as yeah. opposed to a superhero context. Like the fact where we meet the Vulture and he's a horrible version of what the Vulture mm. is. Like, he's got the red mask on. He's got the he's he talks and squawks and squeaks, and we're we're. We meet the Owls guys at the start when they fight mm. uh, Liam Malloy and uh, those characters in the, you know, the Crossfire Hurricane. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> Mute that. Um, but no, what is what is piping some yeah, stones underneath? Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 all just extremely well handled. 
Yeah. Mm. And even the crossover issues. Yeah, which is the Omega effect yeah, yeah. sort of mini arc in the middle of this. three issues total. It was yeah. one Punisher, one Avenging Spider-Man, and one Daredevil, Daredevil. Yeah. which crossed it over. Now, I didn't go back and reread All fantastic them. books as well. They were all fantastic yeah. books, and it was actually a really good crossover and everything else. But what I liked about the way that Rucker handled it was he basically went, okay, I have to do this crossover uh, issue. So we're still going to tell our story. He, mm. he spun mm. it into such a way that it actually related to what he was doing. Uh, uh, Cole's Alves. What was her first name, by the way? Rachel. 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 Thank you. I'll just call her Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. 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 Yeah. Okay. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel wanted the disc because, of course, she was out to get yeah. revenge. And this was going to mm. be giving her everything. But even the Punisher knew that this was too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And I yeah. thought that was a really interesting turn because the two other heroes in this piece, Daredevil and Spider-Man, yeah. were both convinced it was the Punisher right. who was the problem. Mm. Yeah. But it wasn't actually him that was going to be the problem. It was going to be Cole. The, the, the only thing, I've got to say, reading it again, uh, it, it did take me out of that, that flow mm. uh, a little bit because it was clearly, it, it almost felt it was something that was imposed on him rather than mm. having to, uh, uh, that was going to naturally fit into this arc that he already planned out. But there is a moment in that where she betrays him yeah, um, which I think is a really important beat that he managed to work in. Yeah, as a result of that, but it's always know. looking for what she's after, though. Like yeah. it's always about her goals. It wasn't a betrayal as a as, as no, a not a character. No, it, it was definitely about her succeeding and what her aims were. Yes, which is and I think I think for a crossover as well, it's all very seamless for a crossover contextually. Absolutely, like we we actually get a wonderful moments between Punisher, Daredevil. And also Spider Man, like they always feel like they're working together. Like it's it's very seamless for what, and I think the art of um, Marco as well. It is Marco. I hope so. I'm not misquoting now. Um, <laughs> I think I think the art of the um, artist does also allow a sense of seamlessness as well. It. No, I agree. And, and I think the thing is because we mentioned before that that notion of New York about it being. Mm. You know, punishes New York. It, it's 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 Daredevil's New York. It's Spider Man's New York. It is. Mm. They are the Trinity of New York. Yes, you've got the Fantastic Floor Four flying around yeah. and whatnot. But <laughs> as far as the streets concerned, these three guys have these are street level heroes. heroes. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe Luke Cage. And Jessica Jones for good measure. Yeah, but that's the street. When Squirrel Girl's not looking after. (laughs) (laughs) When they don't have the babysitter. (laughs) Look, I think Marvel works best when they're actually either really high up the power chain or really low down the power chain. So it's either street level and just down and dirty or we're going into space to save the universe. (laughs) And we've got the Silver Surf, the Galactus, and then you've got the Punisher just doing double taps to the back of assholes' heads. We're actually funny because we just had Original Sin where you had Punisher. Actually, there was also that Space Punisher book, but that's something completely different. That Space Punisher book was was weird, weird, man. Um, But we just had Original Sin, which was an in-continuity book where Punisher was, well, one, going through... He was going with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange through, through the, the nether, we, yeah, yeah the netherverse. Does anyone remember the time they reintroduced the Punisher after he, as a, um, a soldier of heaven? No. no. We'll get to that on some I want to read that. No, you don't. <laughs> because then Garth Ennis just talked about that. The first page of his new series, like, it's going to be a soldier of he- 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 heaven. Didn't work. Like, that's it. They just don't reference it at all they just right, push it right. aside just quickly they said it happened let's just move on it's like talking about the brother yeah we've got the brother in the attic yep this we know he's up there who cares let's yeah, just yeah. push through you know wow yeah was, i did was, not know about i did not know about this either yeah. and i'm a marvel boy god how did i, I miss it's, this it's it's pretty it's about that 
mid late nineties period, perhaps. I'm waiting for it to come out in, in our graph, Marvel graphic novel collection <laughs> yeah. that we're getting. Just that that one Punisher no. goes to heaven <laughs> <laughs> on the road with the Punisher. Can I just say from a from a uh, just a fanboy now? Right. Let's, let's just let's take it back to fanboy just for a minute. Yeah, of course. Can I just talk about the fact that the Punisher with the bandage over his eye yeah. and, and the, the beard. beard how badass does this look? I but, mean, you but, know, this is getting away from the whole spandex Punisher yeah. of the nineties. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is like this is just with the flak jacket and the painted skull and the, he's. I just think you can, he actually has the painted uh, the paint out at one point yeah. for the skull, and it just yeah. feels. But that's you can actually, feel the paint dripping off. But that's it, actually yeah. really interesting device, device as well as in the fact that in this run there is the consequence of damage over time. Like, mm. as opposed to most comic books, mm. if you got injured, I'd be like, yeah, fucking cool, man. I'm out. It's awesome. It's fixed next week. He wears that patch for at least most of the issues. Six I think or seven issues well, in a row. It's pretty much the end, isn't it? He's always damaged. Yeah, always his eyes got gone. the patch. And then he's at the end, he's fine again, but that's fine. It's healed up. He's got the patch on, and the beard grows in, and he is hurt. Like, mm. And that gives real weight to the storytelling as well. The Punisher, of course, you can't kill the Punisher, but you can hurt the hell out of him. You can kill Wolverine, though, apparently. Uh, well, not yet, apparently. <laughs> not yet, apparently. Well, no. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, They're running a, through the death, death of Wolverine, Wolverine arc. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still not dead. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's also Punisher kills the Marvel Universe where he Which did is kill. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. was also Ennis, I think, wasn't it? Was it? I don't oh, know. That, that's a good question. I don't have it. In front uh, well, of me. If, if only we had access to a vast Ooh. network of interconnected computers, uh, <laughs> we would uh, we would look this up. But no, like there's been. This is the thing about the punish. There is. It, it's difficult to pin down because there's not. I mean, I would argue that this is, but there's not been like a definitive. Punisher persona that you can just track through from beginning to end. You know, they've, think, they've updated the origin a few times. Yeah, you know, those and they've kind of even, even done it with this book as well, as opposed to Ennis's Punisher, where it was a man um, who went to Vietnam, who enjoyed violence and found an excuse for it to a degree. Not yeah, because when you get into it was Punisher yeah. Born, you get you yeah. get into uh, you really into sidebar. Well. Yes, Garth Ennis wrote. Punisher yeah. Bourne's great. I love Punisher Bourne as well. Yeah. And it's just the end said, come on, accept, accept me. And then Frank goes, yes. And that's when he kills the entirety mm. of the invasion. I remember when that came out. Vietnamese was, forces. And it's yeah. just, it's dark as well. But it's, yeah, it's what you expect. It's great though. <laughs> I was um, just saying, that was when Ennis uh, uh, transitioned out of his his preacher version of yes. the Punisher into that very dark, violent, uh, uh, as you said, someone who enjoyed yeah. violence, but he didn't admit to his love of the of violence, which is also an intriguing stuff as well, mm. like violence as a tool. But um, yeah, look, great. Well, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, look, Punisher is an interesting character, and this is probably going to be controversial because I know you're such a big Punisher fan. But the problem I had with the Punisher through many, many years mm. of the mm. Punisher is the fact that he was a character born in the era of Death Wish. Um, and yeah. basically, uh, we had this whole. I mean, he is for many, many, uh, in many ways, he is the he's the Marvel Comics version of. Kersey from Death Wish of the yeah. Charles Bronson character. We had this hmm. really kind of rough seventies idea. It's like let's just throw this guy in here. He doesn't give a damn, you know. But it was always a very hard character to sell because his entire modus operandi was that it wasn't about revenge. It wasn't about justice. It was about punishment. Mm. And when you actually throw in his origin story and you go, they killed his family in front of him and now he's going to make them all, now he's going to punish them for doing that. It's not about revenge. It's about punishment. No, it's about revenge. You know, it's mm. he, when he was a, he was revenge fueled. The mob killed his wife. The mob wife. killed his yeah, wife. No, yeah, you know, the whole thing, bit. Yeah. And so, even though over the years they've kind of they've they, they've moved him into being a much I mean 
and I think Ennis has a lot to do with this as well, mm. where they moved him into being very much he's about you know going after the mob and so forth. It's not about his mm. family as such anymore and so forth. One of the things I loved about this book and where I'm going with this is mm. the fact that we didn't dwell on that. Mm. This no. was, for me, what the Punisher has wanted to be for years, which is he is about punishment. It's not no. about his personal revenge anymore. No. He sees something wrong. And he goes and deals justice. Well, you he's, know? he's he's the um, he's the voice of the dead. He's the mission for the exactly. dead. Exactly. His his, dead. his origin was long time ago. Yeah. You know, and, and no, now this is just him doing his job. Well, they they even allude to that visually in the storybook as well. When you see him for a moment in his classic white glove outfit, mm. and that's alluding to a previous incarnation mm. appearance which he used. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then in the book, you see him in his current outfit, which is awesome. Like just a dirty spray can away from being the hardest guy in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, look, I I um I think this is I well, it's what he does. With, there's this great moment with Black Talon in the book as well, and Black Talon's this superhero. For those who haven't read the book, Black Talon's a superhero, a super bad guy, villain, whatever, um, who's bringing zombies. To oh, the, that yeah yeah yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah yeah that's right. And he's, it was almost like a sidebar in the issue, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's really interesting because he's instead of like you know trying to torture him or anything like that, would do he just puts one in one of his mouth and then two in the chest just to, like punishment is stopping them like yes. to him it's just about uh like what is it measure measure twice cut once mm. like plan and execute and they're gone and that's what he wants yeah two things i love about that sequence is when he because it's all told in flashback through an interrogation mm. and i love the fact that when he tells the story he says well that was it he just shot him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what can i tell you, you know, i'm just yeah. and the other thing i love about that is where he actually says i'm not he goes I was worried about shooting because I didn't want to hit civilians. Because yeah. the one thing about Frank is he is precise. Well, this yeah. is yeah, you know? exactly. And this this is this line, and we're not going to talk about uh, the book that comes after this, which is the five issue War Zone. Mm. Yeah. But what what this does pick up, what that does pick up on, is that is that line is is that the rest of the com- the superhero community finally feel as though he has crossed a line because this mm. book ends with uh, uh, a. Another massacre. Thirty years to realize right? that, and <laughs> it's like it was one of those excuses to go into something else. But it ends with a massacre because there is another character who who start you know who starts a ruckus, a ruck. Oh, if matter. you could <laughs> capture my facial expression right now, one eyebrow is arching. <laughs> yeah, Mr. And I'm Smith doing, across the road is watching. It's viewers, okay. viewers can see this, <laughs> uh, but actually, no. You're, you're back to the viewers at the moment. But no, uh, he he starts um, shenanigans, uh, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> causes a bit of bother in the plaza, yeah. and the uh, there are a lot of civilians killed. There are cops killed, yes. which is for again the police. By the way. Was it just me, or do the two cops in this have a real uh, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt vibe? Oh, very from, much so. <laughs> um, and down to the actual knife work as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, I thought it was a nice little thing. So we saw that again in uh, Andy Diggle's Ratcatcher, I yes, think, as yes, well. Yes, yeah. that same sort of relationship. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, Morgan Freeman's character, well, has a real sense, he has a real perceptive air to him. Uh, yes. The Clemens character, Ozzy, as he's known. Um, because he's able to identify things which his character is doing, which most cops perhaps wouldn't have no. have the abilities to do. Highly it, perceptive. It's 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 and it is, and that, that's one of the things that is that remains strong about this book is that you know 
so many of these characters have these strong, well-defined mm. personalities and backstories that we don't have to get into, but we know yeah. it's complex. We mm. know that those characters have lived up mm-hmm. until that point, yeah. even though this is the first time we've ever met them. You know, mm. all those things that happen. The relationship between the reporter and and Rachel, uh, between Nora... Um, who's the reporter? That that develops, and that's got a life of its own. You know, you can well, always imagine. A, that's a wonderful piece of dialogue at the end where she says, "I'm sorry, I know you tried to be my friend." Right? Yeah, and there's that whole piece of dialogue where she's saying, "I wish I could have let you in." But right? that's the intersecting na- nature of the Punisher. He draws all his lives together. It's that black hole thing you were talking yeah. about yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, with that with that weight of his life, which is just gravitational at, yeah. at worst like you know and also the end as well I don't want to give away the end for people who haven't read this book because you have to go out go out there and read it if you haven't yeah, yet normally we're spoilers on all podcasts but this is a book that I just yeah. can't recommend highly enough so but, but the end ending is is classic Rucker in that he, he not only puts the knife and he turns and then <laughs> sees what he can take with, when, when he pulls it out like it's it's a really dark ending of once again that thing which I appreciate most about this book of consequence yes like it's it really is about if you do this work and, and it is work it's it's a sorry it's a vocation more than just work if you do if you if you do this type of vocational work you are going to run into consequences which won't be charming won't be nice and will actually in some cases go against what your aims are that's and that's being quite understated as well mm. we should also point out though that one of the things that Rucker does in this book is he actually after all of his talking after all of his lectures after everything else that the Punisher said mm. to Cole's Alves he did show a human side at the end he did he, you know and it's like and I don't want to say what it is but he does show that there's still a little bit of human left in him you know but it's such a reluctant piece like it, it creeps up and you can just tell that once it occurs he just puts it back again because mm. it's like okay that's happened now but it's also not for him though no it's never for him well, he, well in in many respects he is he's selfless to a degree mm. i don't think he is doing this anymore because he feels a need for revenge i think this frank he is literally he's dead he knows he's dead and it's about the mission about making sure that people who do these things which killed him and killed his fam, 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 family no longer it exists in the world like in yeah, some yeah. respects it's quite altruistic like i'm sure there is a part of him which is like motivated by pure hate, hate hatred but it's a mm. real cold sense of hatred mm-hmm. mm. oh, great Agreed. Look, uh, we've gone long. We could probably talk about this book uh, for another four hours. Uh, we've only spoken about it for three, as far as I can tell. I actually feel uh, like going back and rereading it again. I know. So. I think I might have to on the way home today. But um, I think, David, we could we could safely say that this is. Uh, if I could, I've, I've, I've put you on the spot. You have this because is a, I don't know. This is a. I'll, I'll just do it now, oh, yeah, and then. Oh yeah. This is comics one hundred and one. There you go. That one. Um, which is a series I wish they'd make available on DVD. I want to see that um, again too, actually. By the way, for those who don't know where that comes from, that comes from a series called Inked. Inked. Oh, um, yeah. Which yeah. was a, I think... Superheroes Exposed is a subtitle. Yeah, 10-part yeah. series. What? That sounds eight about part, right. Eight yeah. parts, 10 parts, something like that. It, it was a documentary series, 10 parts, and each one did uh, was a theme. Like It was like death in comics or, or oh, okay. women in comics. Or, 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 sure, sure. And it was... Really well done. It's a and Canadian it cup, series. It was a Canadian series. Yeah. I think it was the Canadian equivalent of public access television that did right. it. 
Um, and they, it was, it was quite good because they didn't just cover when they did death in comics. They didn't just do, you know, the major ones like you know Captain Marvel and Superman mm. and, and all that sort of things. They did things like the death of Speedy from um, right, okay. um, uh, Gilbert Hernandez's series Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets. Oh, okay. uh, so they they covered a fair amount of ground and they got some really good people uh, to interview. Of course, Grant Morrison turns up, but they yeah. they get a lot of the the heavy hitters. Of course, Grant Morrison. Of course, he does. Of course, he does. He and then just, the, the, just, they have him there on file. Ready to, ready to pull out. At the, at the end of every episode. Fire up Morrison. <laughs> at the end of every episode, they had this little section called Comics 101 where they would actually right. say at an intro level, you could read this. At a more advanced reading level, there's this. Where would you put Punisher on that yourself? This this Punisher? This yeah. Punisher right now? I yeah. would actually put this as, you know what? And this is going to sound really, really weird, but I'd actually put this as a really good introduction to Punisher. I think it's a really good introduction if, if to you, storytelling. Yeah. If you like the concept of the Punisher and you yeah. you've want to read a, a pure Punisher story... You, I would yeah, put this. I would put know. this above this, reading something like Ennis because Ennis is, yeah. is a little bit hard. This I've always actually, said Ennis, but now I'm going to say this. This is actually yeah. really good for people who haven't read comic books before because, as we said, it does have allusions to a cinematic style. Mm. So people who are not used to reading comic books but who do love widescreen cinema could actually perhaps find an entry point because of that storytelling. Yeah, style. and as I said mm. to you when we were when we first met before we did the show. You could easily take this book, mm. 16 issues, yeah. and adapt it to cinema and yeah. just say, here is a story. You know? One, one thing I haven't. Except you take out the Amiga Drive story. <laughs> okay, just drop that. Yeah, just drop that one out. <laughs> one thing I didn't do, which I feel remiss as, and I should always do this, is mention explicitly how good the art was. Oh, the art's brilliant. Marco Cicchetto. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll second that okay, pronunciation yep. does an astounding job like it's just beautiful art really well structured and really one, nice of the, one of the crowning achievements as we were talking about before was also the, the chalet massacre scene that whole scene in the snow fields yeah, which, which is it's just beautiful I and mean, we mentioned him before stunning. Hollingsworth colours uh, yeah. that's, that's also Matty Clark as well Matthew Clark who's involved with that sequence oh, okay. he does a few pages of that which is really top shelf work as well it, it is no it is phenomenal art and it is uh, we were talking about Light and Shadows before it, it's a, one of those books that perfectly captures that it, it, it's and, and also the colouring by Hollingsworth like he adds so much to the page with his use of the um, the splotch work and also the mm-hmm. light work and, mm-hmm. and the way he just adds a real sense of depth and chaos and mess but without destroying the beautiful layouts and also the storytelling we've talked mm. about this on the show for in particular the last couple of months we haven't given the colorist enough credit when the colorist needs its own the colorist is now as important as the ink like, because the mm. colorist sets the tone well it's really beautiful at the start of the um the trade i've got here they sorry Hi, I was Hi. dropping out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we thought you were leaving the room for me. <laughs> At the start of the book, they don't call the colorist a colorist. They call him a color artist. Yeah. And he is. It's a color artist. Mm. Like, I'm... The book which Broken Line, part one and part two, I got the um, I got the pen pencils and they looked astounding. But once I got it colored, because we went straight from pencils to colors mm. to have that sort of earthy, muddy tone to it, but they were just so sharp and so well realised. You, you, the colouring is such an essential part of comic books. Mm. Well, I was uh, mm. talking to, and I harp on it, you harp on Green and Arrow, I can do whatever I want. But, <laughs> um, as I'll I said, pull Mounts, uh, you're going to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, but yeah. Say Amanda Connor, 
her, her anything Amanda Connor touches as an artist, I adore. Right. But it's one of the things that she works almost exclusively with Paul Mounts. Mm. And looking at Amanda Connor's work that she does as commissions at cons and stuff like that is not the same mm. as what she what she does because her symbiotic relationship with Paul Mounts he brings mm-hmm. her stuff to life. Yeah. You know, and and you sit there and look at it and go, yes, her artwork is great. Paul Mounts makes it superb. You know, yeah. and I think we need to make sure we do mention the colorists much more often. Because so from all of us so here important. behind the panels, a tribute. To the color artists of the world. We need a theme. We need a theme. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just got really awkward there for a second. <laughs> We're here saluting each other for no apparent reason. Uh, anyway. Don't leave me hanging, Brohaim. But what we're going to do now is we're probably going to have to wrap this puppy up because we, we have prizes to give away. Oh, yeah. I forgot, See, I almost forgot you, about that again. <laughs> because you stuck with us. It's called last week, this week, isn't it? It says, yeah. <laughs> this week's prize is last week. Or... Uh, <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a (laughs) box. So the first prize we're giving away is Andrew's book. (laughs) We actually got two prizes. Last week we had Mary Amber in and she generously left us a copy of her CD. If you haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to um, issue 112 Mm -hmm. uh, where Mary plays two songs um, off her super EP album. You can find her at maryamber.com. M-E-R-I, amber.com. She's generously given us a, a copy of that CD as well as one of her T-shirts. Which is from very her, small, though, I believe. It's a smaller T-shirt from her yeah. previous album uh, to give away. So what we want you to do is send an email to feedback at behindthepanels.net um, and say, to tell us who your Superman is. Oh, very nice. There you go. Nicely yeah. made up on the spot. Right. Yeah, there you and go. And of course, the, uh, the winner will be selected at random, so it doesn't really matter what you say, but it would be nice but, for you to tell us. But we'll, we'll read out a few of the... <laughs> we'll read out a few of them on air. Yeah. On, on the on the interwebs. Uh, let's, I don't know. What, what, what can we get people to say? Also, still to feedback. What, would you, li- what would you like people to do to win your... Oh, I'm not good at making comp- people compete for my shit. I'm always just trying. <laughs> I'm always just trying to be nice. Okay, we're going to get people to fight to the death. <laughs> the winner should Instagram their photo to hashtag. No, I've, I've got one. I've got one. What is? And I know it's not related to your story because no. it's related to the episode that we've just done. Your favorite Punisher moment? Ooh, Ooh touche. Too nice. So okay. over the over the night from 1974 to now, his history. Yes. What is your favorite Punisher moment? Not issue, just moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me, cigarette lighter with the with yeah, the yeah, yeah. Of the skull, brilliant stuff. Me yeah, punching yeah. a polar bear. Yeah, you punching a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So uh, your favorite Punisher moment, and of course the winner will be drawn at random, so it makes no difference what you write. So, but <laughs> but make sure that when you send uh, either competition, you can enter both if you want. Yes. Feedback at behind the panels. Make sure you include your name and mailing address and make sure you put whether you want the super ep or uh fly in 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 the i think that would be known by whatever question that is they answer i know but then i can sort the emails okay (laughs) i'm thinking david i'm thinking i'm like the punish i'm thinking three administrative steps ahead (laughs) so 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 put so put in the in the subject line yeah uh either fly or super that's that's all you have to remember i was thinking fly or mary you know, as Mary said last week, it's it's a it's a different spelling of Mary. Perhaps Brendel Fly. Just 
Rendell Fly. <laughs> Look, you know what? You guys short out your own damn emails. <laughs> just remember feedback at behindthepanels.net. That's the important part. Yeah. Yes. If you forget, just rewind back to the Brindle three Fly? times you is, is that is that Brundlefly. Oh, sorry. Brundlefly. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, this competi- these competitions will close. We can't they go will, on forever, no, so we'll they will see, close. Uh, let's just say we'll, we'll draw this on episode 115, which is two weeks from now. So you've got two weeks to get your stuff in. Very good. Next week, we're doing a book that I have been looking for excuses to read for a while. Me too, actually. Uh, it's a Vertigo book called Day Tripper by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ooh, Barr. And we've got nice. in as our special guest during our... Dave's not here! ...specials. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got special guest Stephen Ford, who's a promotions manager at King's Comics. Uh, yeah, like comic book store. Yeah, like mm. a comic book store, who generously provided us a whole bunch of stuff to give away, speaking of giveaways, uh, when we're doing our live shows at well, Comic-Con in Sydney. So we've got that to look forward to. To, you can find me on the internet because I know you're going to look. Uh, <laughs> I'm the 7,252nd most uh, Googled podcaster in Australia. So nice. it's it's a, it's a claim. Um, so how many hours of research? When it's oh, there's a lot, 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 <laughs> and a lot of improv work right there. But you, can, <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter mostly these days at DVD Bits. Uh, a completely redundant handle. Uh, but you can also find me at therealbits.com, but of course at behindthepanels.net. David McVeigh, where can we find you? You can find a little bit more on me on Twitter at David McVeigh, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash geekactually, or at geekactually.com, which is kind of the parent host of all of this, where you'll also find Podcast Pillow Ford, our new show. Uh, yeah, that's right. The other thing you can find, my, the, my other thing I forgot yes. to shill. Right. Andrew, where we can, oh God, that, I'm going to try that sentence again. Andrew, where can we find you <laughs> on the internet? Well, you know, I'm on Facebook, like all very modern and nowish people. Um, no, you can actually also find me at Constant Words for my Twitter account, and that's about it, really. Because I'm all about being current and stuff. I and you have... can find your books on Comixology or Gestalt. Yes, thank you for being both my agent, reminding me of things I should be talking <laughs> you, about. You can also yes. find me on DCU's Hook. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'm just... <laughs> It's just the worst. I'm sorry. I haven't read the book and I'm not one to critique other writers in a negative fashion because I know how hard it is, but the name. Look, you know, I mean, maybe it's just going to be like take off all throughout the DCU now. Everyone will be on hook. Take off. (laughs) Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag take it. Batgirl, take it off. No, no, no. That's the Twitter game. I'm I'm picking up my bags. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, until next week. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm Andrew Constant. And this has been Behind the Panels. <laughs> <laughs>